It's time to find your inner peace and discover the keys to success. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Good Karma. You gotta be excellent to be on this show. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, our host will find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask so that you may reap the rewards of your good karma. So, we got a lot on the plate. Let's dive right into it. And now, here are the hosts of Good Karma, Vanessa Fox and Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Excellent. Hello, everyone. This is Vanessa Fox. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma on Webmaster Radio. Um, Greg Nyland is off doing some holiday-ish type things, I believe, today. Um, but who we do have with us today is Natalia Meninas of uh, Microsoft Ad Center. Hi, Natalia. Hi, Vanessa. So, Natalia, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do over at Microsoft and uh, what's been exciting you these days? Uh, so, I'm a product manager on the Ad Center advertising platform, and um, I work on a variety of initiatives around user experience and um, taking new products to market. And one of the things that I've been pretty excited about lately is we just launched um, a new keyword services platform that has um, an add-in built into Excel 2007, so you can do all of your keyword research in Excel 2007, and you can get monetization information, you can get forecast information, and it's uh, for us it's been really exciting because it's an access to data that you really don't see in the industry today. That's cool. So when did you launch that? We announced it at Webmaster World and at um, SES in December and Search Insider as well. And then um, it will actually be released and publicly available on January 8th. Oh, it's just a teaser. It was. We have it in, in um, private beta currently, mm-hmm. and they'll be releasing it in beta to customers on January 8th. So if you go to the blog, which is um, adcenterblog.spaces.live.com, you'll get the announcement. Well, maybe... Uh, pop that into the chat room so that people can have that. Absolutely. Um, For anyone listening live, uh, we are in the chat room. Some of us are in the chat room. Um, I'm not quite as much in the chat room today. I'm I'm trying to access the web over something called Google Wi-Fi. We're actually in Mountain View today. And uh, I, eh, you know, it's great to have the free Wi-Fi. However, perhaps not quite as stable as paid Wi-Fi might be. So if you see me in and out, um, of the chat room, that would be why, but Natala is in, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, next time you should listen live and hang out with us in the chat room. It's a good time. Um, <clears throat> so is this something that only Ad Center um, customers can access, or is it something that anyone can use? So it does require a login to Ad Center so that you have access to the keyword services platform. What happens is the um, the add-in is built into Excel, but to access the information, you need to have an Ad Center login. That being said, anyone can get an Ad Center login. Um, it does cost five dollars to sign up, but um, but you don't actively have to be buying. No, you don't have um, to be active anyway. Excellent. We'll have to check that out once uh, once it's around. So you. May have been hearing some noises going off in the background. What is that, Natala? Uh, so those little pings are Twitters that we're getting from people who are listening to the show. Um, it's actually been pretty interesting just now because we're getting Twitters from some different people who are um, using our names, so I have the track functionality on. Right. And so people who are using the track functionality yeah. on their Twitters as well. So let's talk about that. We thought today we would talk a little bit about this thing called uh, Twitter. Um, so, what is it? So, it's been around for, um, we were trying to figure that out, maybe close to a year and a half now. 
So it's not really as new as, uh, it seems really new. I think a lot of people have signed up lately. Um, and it's sort of text messaging in a group sense in a way. I, I definitely think of it as social text messaging. Social text messaging. So you can follow people to get the text that they're sending, and you can follow other people. Um, you can just send something out to everyone. You can send something out to one person. You can also send something out to everyone that's a reply to a single person, which may seem a little voyeuristic, but, you know, works. Um, so what we did today, and we had done this last week, actually. I'd sent out a Twitter saying, you know, if anyone had questions, to send them to me via the Twitter, and, and I got quite a few. I don't know who's around this week, it being the, the holiday, but I did send that out again today um, to see if anyone had questions. And we're going to talk a little bit about maybe how it's, it's useful from a search marketing perspective, how it's useful just from a social perspective, what different people um, have done with it, and, and what's going on with it. So if you have a question... Um, Feel free to send it in either the chat room or via a Twitter. Um, so you can just send that to at Vanessa Fox. And the great thing is even though I keep losing my Wi-Fi, I will get anything sent to at Vanessa Fox right to my phone. So I don't even need Wi-Fi for it. And uh, so one of the questions that we already got was from Mark from Yahoo, who you can follow um, as Dogballs on uh, the Twitter. And his question was, what does the 10th caller win? And uh, he thought he was being kind of funny. But uh, the tenth question that we get, uh, that person will actually win what, Nathala? A copy of Microsoft Office 2007. Awesome. Which has Excel in it. It does have Excel. It also has one, Excel is obviously one of my favorite applications, and I think for search marketers, the unlimited rows mm -hmm. in Excel is a very valuable um, modification to the tool. I, however, really love the new version of PowerPoint. Oh, I have a lot of... So You're a PowerPoint person. Though. I'm a PowerPoint person, but so there are a few reasons why I love the new version of Office 2007. One of them is this new functionality that we have in the tool. It's called the ribbon. Um, they've moved to a task-based visualization for how you access information. Oh, right. um, the other is there's four new fonts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of those fonts is called Togo, and it's my all-time favorite font. I think you can say mean things in Saco, but it's so pretty, it makes Aww. them sound nicer. So you're a font geek. I, I have, you know, fontology is something that always has interested me. So, little known fact for anyone interested in little known facts. Natala, I make her make all of my slides pretty. So if you ever see me do a presentation that has pretty slides, for instance, Gnome Decks, that would have been due to Natala. <laughs> and if you ever see me do a presentation, say, um, at the recent... Uh, PubCon, and it was really ugly slides, that would be because Natala was doing her own slides and wasn't around <laughs> to make, make mine pretty. So, um, anyway, so yes, if you have a question, send it along, and we will get on to talking a little bit about, we're going to throw some stuff into the chat room. I think the first thing we'll throw in are just a couple of guides, sort of what, um, sort of the newbies guide. Um, this um, is Chris Brogan, um, and he has something called... Uh, the newbies guide, and, and I'll pop up these links up on my blog later, so those who are listening um, via the podcast can take a look at these, but this just sort of gives you a general idea, kind of what we said. You can send messages via the web, SMS, instant messaging, third-party applications, um, and you can receive messages those same way as well. Talk a little bit about why would you use it, which we're going to talk about some. Um, and one thing that it's useful for is branding. Um, for instance, I did a post a while back on reputation management, um, which I'm going to, again, make Natala, well, pop in, I think. Um, so if you do a search for my name, 
Actually, the Twitter profile comes up on the first page. And if you do a search for Natala, yours comes up on the first page as well. So, um, Absolutely. And I'll put those, both those links in there. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to use a live search link for mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Live search. I've heard about that. Or that's a good time. Um, yeah, so, so even just from a reputation management perspective, these things are ranking. Some other people have noticed that the individual statuses that people set via the Twitters rank as well for the keywords inside the text. So I've noticed that what a lot of search marketers are doing, if they have a blog post or you know something that they've done that they think is really interesting, they might um, write a short description about it and then pop a link to the post. And it's interesting, when I look at my analytics, I do find that when I post a link to a blog post, I don't post every link. There are um, third-party applications out there that will automatically, via RSS, auto-post um, the link of any new blog post to the Twitter status. I don't do that. I just sort of do occasional ones. I, I do find via analytics that I get a lot of traffic from those links, so they can be useful, certainly, for search marketing. So I, it's, I think that's really interesting because I'm actually one of those people who uses Twitter mobilely, uh, on mobile yeah. most of the time. So for me, those links, I often never get to. Which, that's an interesting point. So uh, you can get the Twitters uh, via the web or via your phone, and you can choose to only get some of them to your phone. Like, you don't have to get everything. It's not an all-or-nothing type of right. situation. And you probably don't want to get them all to your phone um, if you follow a lot of people for various reasons. But I do find that as well, that when I get um, them to my phone and they have a link, I won't ever follow them. Although, certainly... Mobile phones these days with browsers built in and stuff, so you have the opportunity just that you're normally driving or something. <laughs> I never Twitter while driving. <clears throat> so we did get. I'm a, not gonna really comment on what I do. <laughs> um, but I think it is. I think that one of the key things with using an application like Twitter, where you can get so many messages from different people who are either talking about you or responding to things that you're doing or just Twittering on their own, it can be overwhelming. So figuring out the right ways to manage it are really critical. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let us talk a little bit about some of the other ways that people use it. And one thing that I find interesting, here's all, I, I think I can pop this one into the chat room, is you know there's been a lot of um, news about Pakistan. Um, the Prime Minister um, died this morning, actually, due to a suicide yeah. bomber. Um, and it's been hard to get news out of Pakistan, so a lot of the journalists have been sort of outside of Pakistan and sort of reporting sort of from afar. And where a lot of news coming from Pakistan is coming from is actually the Twitter posts of someone, um, of a dentist, who's inside Pakistan and is able to send the Twitters out. And so I have a couple of posts that I'm sending over into the chat room now about that. Um, and, you know, this isn't the first time that this has, has happened, that blogging and various um, things like that have been used to get news from places where kind of the news is locked down. So this is a great example. Deepak, um, who's M. Dochi on Twitter, just corrected us. It was the ex-Prime Minister. Oh, the ex-Prime Minister, right. Yes, yeah. so, right. But and then actually, the power it, of Twitter, right it, there. Actually, it was it was Deepak's Twitter that I saw this morning that told me um, what had happened. There you go. So um, that is certainly another usage, and, and we'll talk a little bit about more uh, more about that. Uh, but I think we might take a quick break before we do that and kind of dive 
dive into some of the more uh, the other things you can do with Twitter. Yeah, and absolutely, during this break, send us more questions because we'd love to answer them. Yeah, we have a few lined up already, but we want to get to the 10th Twitter, 10th question. Great. Here we go into a break. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. you choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com Guys, are you suffering from ED? Email delivery problems? Is your email list underperforming? Then let JPG Mail enhance your results. We've got the best in email enhancement products on the web. Our email delivery service will enlarge and maximize the monetization of your data. JPG Mail will fulfill your needs from data acquisition, management, mailing to reporting, and give you the confidence to pick up visitors, enter a URL easily, and download suppression lists to enjoy that feeling of total satisfaction. We'll give you guys the ultimate tools, and we'll show you how to use them. Email enhancement, where you need it the most. JPGmail.com Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. SEO Rockstar. Wonderful PPC ads that we're running oh, on Google. BrianMark.blogspot.com. He's captured them all, and he did that partly for me because none of you jerks were running those ads in Canada. Oh, yeah, because nobody cares about Canada. Nobody cares. SEO Rockstar. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Wizards, Rainmakers, Rockstars, Gorillas, and Guru. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now back to Good Karma, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. We are back. This is Vanessa Fox with Natala from Microsoft. Um, And today we are talking about Twitter. Twitter. So before the break, we were talking about how it's useful these days for getting your news. And um, there's more examples of that. There's more, I'd say, personal examples. Natala, uh, what have you used it for to get your news lately? Um, So one of the things that's sort of interesting is my mom is actually on Twitter. And so she went away to India for the um, Indian wedding season and for her um, 50th high school reading, actually. And so she uses Twitter to keep everyone sort of updated on what she's up to. Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit funky in India because she hasn't had consistent cell phone access or web access. But um, 
that's one of the ways in which we keep connected and sort of keep up on the personal news of what's happening. It's definitely, for me, it's the thing that I like best is there's this way in which I can do passive communication to a group of people who want to sort of have awareness about what I'm up to. Um, and I can send them to Twitter and they'll get that information. The other thing that I like about it is that it has that microblogging format, so it's all listed online. Before my mom actually started using Twitter, she was just reading my Twitters. Mm -hmm. And that was always sort of interesting because she'd be like, Natala, you seem to be out partying a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Natala, who's this person that you're adding all the time? And actually, one of my best friends from high school, who is good friends with my mom as well, the two of them are now both on Twitter, and they direct message and talk about me on Twitter to each other. Funny. So it's definitely it's definitely interesting. I think adoption definitely is going up when when your mom kind of gets on Twitter a little bit. Although your mom's a little bit hip. So. Yeah, my mom's a little bit. She's a librarian and she likes to, and she lives here in Silicon Valley. So yeah. I think she's definitely on that edge of people yeah. who are more likely to do it. And she feels sort of like she knows the people in the mix, so she wants to be in the mix. Yeah. But she's definitely. I mean, she's not average. Right that way. So that leads to a question we got from Essie Maven on on uh, the Twitter. It says, to avoid spamming, should you use two profiles, one blog and one personal, or does it matter? Um, And I think that's interesting from two perspectives. First of all, there is the spamming aspect, where I guess you feel like if you have personal people and professional people on the same account and you're sending personal messages that the people who are, um, who, you know, read you, for like professional reasons, might say, oh, I'm getting all this personal stuff that I don't want, and so they turn that off. So that's one possibility. Um, The other is that you might feel like you should have a two just because you want to keep your personal life separate from your um, more professional life. And I think that's a question not only for Twitter, but for, say, if you have a blog or for other things as well. And I think that's really individual. Some people have those things very integrated in their lives, and some people keep them very separate. Um, And so I think that's kind of an individual thing. But I certainly have seen lately people tell other people that they're not going to... um, subscribe to them anymore because they get too much personal noise. Yeah, I definitely think that management of what do you send out on Twitter, is it just like, oh, I'm going to the co- to get coffee, and or is it something interesting? I, w- I classify who I follow on Twitter into like four or five different groups, mm-hmm. but pretty much across the board, in all those groups, I know every single person personally that I subscribe to. I have some sort of right. human time, real life right. relationship with them, except for two people that I follow. And one is this guy from Oculus who just sends out the most hilarious one-liners that make me crack up. And he used to live in Seattle, and he's moved to New York, and it, it makes me smile every now and then, but I definitely do feel a little bit stalkery because of it. Right. Although, as we were talking about earlier, sometimes you might send out um, a Twitter saying you're going to go have coffee, and if there's people around you, We've done that. they might say, oh, well, I'll go have coffee with you, so there's that personal element. So this kind of goes back to what I've been saying for a long time on my blog, and I kind of rant about it a little bit occasionally, which is um, it would be nice if these social networks did a better job with like permission management. So for instance, you could have just one account, but you could specify all of these people are like the professional people, these are the personal people, or someone could subscribe to you and say, I only want to get the personal or the professional. And then you could send those messages out to a select group. Um, I think we're we're getting, we're hitting that with like Facebook and other social networking things where we want to have multiple personas within a single interface or application. It makes me, when you you think about that coffee example, do you remember Dodgeball, which was acquired by Google, and that was sort of that geo-based, I'm going to go to such and such, it's very much like I'm going to such and such bar 
do you want to come with me? And you could switch your location. So I could have my San Francisco network or I could have my Seattle network. And then the people in that network would get the information when I was in that network, which was sort of right. a very rough way of doing some of that segmentation. Right. Yeah, I definitely think these are, things are going to move more that way almost because they have to. But it's odd in a way that it's not there all already because some of the sites that have been around for years and years, like for instance, LiveJournal has been around for years and they've always had that type of permission management where you can set up any amount of custom um, things as you want and then have your posts go out to those, you know, the custom list of people. Um, so in a way it's odd that some of these other newer social networks haven't um, adopted that. Um, so another question that we got from Anne with one N, if you want to follow her, um, she uh, actually works for Visible um, out in Seattle. And she wanted to know what the best third-party applications are. And um, I haven't really used a lot of third-party apps, but there certainly are a lot out there. Um, I'm going to drop some links in. Um, I just see that um, Seashell in the chat room mentioned that Alex King's WordPress plugin for Twitter um, is good. And I don't really know a lot about that, um, but that apparently comes highly recommended. So you might check that out if you're a WordPress user. And we actually have a, a plugin as well for spaces.live.com, mm -hmm. our, our, our um, blogging platform. I actually sometimes find that the, the Google Talk implementation, where you can add Twitter as a friend mm -hmm. and then just send messages via Google Talk works whenever I'm online. Right, right. Um, some others, I just put a link in the chat room from Codswallop. Um, and they're suggesting um, hash tags, which allows you to tag the tweets. So, for instance, if you're at a conference, this is kind of like um, I'm like the Flickr tagging that's been around for a while. Uh, you know, where you take pictures and then you like tag it with the event name, and then you could look at everyone's pictures, which mm -hmm. I think is really awesome. So apparently, they have a similar thing for Twitter, where you can um, add. Um, a pound sign and then a keyword and then that'll sort of aggregate everything. That's interesting because I know that Twitter has done some conferences where they've done where you can follow the right. conference, but it's been really expensive for them to do apparently. Yeah, and plus it's a little bit hard I think for people to kind of figure that out. So then do you have to track that hashtag? In order I'm not to get sure. This? Yeah, we'll have to check that out. All that one out. I, haven't tried that. I like that. I like the sort of yeah easy simplicity of that. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of various stats type things out there where you can see, you know, who are the leaders, who have the most people following them, who sends out the most posts. And you might think, well, what's the point of these stats? And I think there's a couple things. One is that if you're really interested um, in, like, using this to influence people or to market your brand or that type of thing, then you might want to try to become one of these leaders because it's going to cause a lot of other people to like notice you and, and start to pay attention to what you say. And also, I think if you're looking to find bloggers who are influential, that's a place you could go. Like if you're looking to engage with influencers about your brand, you might take a look at mm -hmm. who these leaders are. Because um, one of these posts, which again, I'll drop into the chat room, is saying that you really can't engage with more than 200 people well. Um, but the thing is, is that you can engage with the 200 and then they engage themselves with all of these people. And so it's sort of like a ripple down effect. And so that certainly is one way of, um, of um, you know, kind of like engaging people in your brand. Which brings up another point, which is that I think it's a good way to follow conversations about your brand. So one thing you can do is attract a keyword. So you just send like an SMS um, that says like track. 
keyword. There's also um, and so like I just like on that on that point, mm-hmm. Vanessa and I are sort of both big fans of Alaska Airlines. I think being Seattle based, it's one of the best airlines we have available. And so we actually often Twitter about Alaska Airlines, or when someone has an issue with their airline, we'll Twitter back about Alaska Airlines' greatness in some ways. And it's been interesting because we've definitely had friends who follow our Twitter for asking us questions about Alaska and about the different programs that they have and stuff, but, but it definitely has that brand impact. Which sort of points to one of the questions that um, Todd was asking, which is sort of, let me see if I can find it on my Twitter list. His question was, do you foresee Twitter ever becoming a real useful marketing tool? Seems pretty hit and miss, i.e. JetBlue and others. And I, I do see it being very useful as part of that viral marketing set of tools, but right. it's not going to replace the other types of marketing that you do. Right. It's just complementary. Right. The other thing I think can be very interesting is that it's very difficult to figure out who's talking about your brand, who um, may or may not be sort of one of those early adopters influencer mm-hmm. types or just someone who's a real advocate. So, like, I'm never going to post on a forum. I'm just not that type of personality. But I'll Twitter about things that I like. Right. So it's a good way for them to figure out who I am and, and connect with me. Yeah, so if Alaska were paying attention to who was talking about their brand, then they would find you. Right. Of course, they've already found you <laughs> because we attended their MVP gold lunch. <laughs> but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, we can um, have an Alaska line. So speaking of JetBlue, which Todd brought up, I'll post this as well. JetBlue is one of the brands. Um, there's a lot of brands out there who are doing similar things. They set up um, a Twitter account, and they will just use that to send out, like, um, some kind of a promotion they're having or a coupon code, and a lot of times they're exclusive, and so people, you know, might subscribe to that to find out. And, and so it's a kind of another way to do marketing um, and kind of have these promotions where it seems kind of exclusive and it seems kind of cool or, you know, hip or whatever. And um, it's another way, I think, to connect with a pretty actively engaged audience where the people who use that airline, I think, are pretty engaged with being strong JetBlue people. Right. So we do have a couple more questions. Yes, let's hear it. It sounds like Mark had a song dedication for us. Okay, here from um, Dumax in Seattle. Um, what do you Hi, think? Stuart. <laughs> um, what do you think Twitter is for? Some people poo-poo certain types of tweets as too personal or whatever. What should I tweet? So again, I, that's a good question. I think people are figuring it out, and I think it really depends on what you want to use it for. I mean, you certainly could just use to. it for just personal to hang out, you know, with your friends and find out what's going on. You could use it just for like professional reasons if you're trying to. Um, I was on a panel at a CS or PubCon, I think, actually, with um, this girl who has over 700 people following her, and she's a consultant, and she's found that it's really helped her build her business. Um, and so you could certainly use it that way. If you're a search marketer, you know, you might want to use it to promote links. You could use it to promote your brand. Um, you know, or you could use it for a combination. Um, I think people are really kind of fi- figuring that out, and I do think that adding, you know, this permission management stuff would really go a long way in, in helping people sort that out. Um, we also have Kiever. Hi, Kiever. Uh, he wants to know, will it become a um, – he thinks it's it's become – um, a product, but really it's a feature. And so he's wondering if it'll eventually become integrated into something else and just become a feature. One example that he uses is Blogger, but I would say... Um, it's so like for a feature of like a cell phone. Yeah, I think so. For those of you who don't know, it was started by um, Evan Williams, who's also started Blogger, which, which was acquired by um, Google. So it's doubtful that it will be integrated as a, um, 
um, acquired by Blogger. I would probably think that wouldn't happen, but it may eventually. No <laughs> it may eventually become. I mean, it's possible, right, that it could become part of something else. But I do feel like it's somewhat standalone, and that it, it can be used as a feature of multiple things, right? It can be used as part of a blogging platform, as part of your mobile, you know, lifestyle, you know, all kinds of things. So I don't know. I think it may may be kind of standalone. I definitely. I think the future of where does Twittering or these types of socially networked exchanges move into sort of like that, we keep talking about Web 3.0, is, is a good question. And I think that, that, you know, what you talked about is I want to have different personas or right. access points to my work profile, my personal profile. I think you're going to see the same thing with Twitter having to scale for these different types of personas or, or instances. But the question is, is it still valuable? And for me, I think Twitter has been one of the more valuable things that I've adopted in the last few years. Yeah. Like, I think some of, like, the social bookmarking things were very significant. I think um, there were other, like, things that I, Flickr was a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Flickr. And right. Twitter seems to have had that sort of social connectedness. Right. And I've been, we were talking about this when we signed up for Twitter. So I signed up for Twitter in February of this year. And I still haven't gotten tired of it. It's gotten more interesting to me. I think as more people have um, added it, it's it's become more interesting. I did a post. I'll I'll um, drop this in a while back ago. Um, and again, I'll put this in my blog post for those of you who are um, not live. Um, which is that I, I actually do get a lot of news. I do kind of find out a lot of what's going on both in the world, the industry, and even just kind of my social circle. Um, like, and it's kind of nice. Sometimes I get kind of lonely, you know. I get off the plane, I have all these pictures <laughs> on my phone, and I, you know, just off the plane, I see all this stuff that's going on. Um, Mark in the chat room wants to know what we think about the companies who follow people in response automatically. Yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, actually. Um, Sounds like a lot of noise. It's not like they're paying much attention to you. Um, so I think, yeah, they're, I think that um, companies are trying to be social and trying to figure out social networking, and, and I don't know that everyone's quite figured it out, and I don't even know that there is sort of a best practice yet because these social networks keep evolving, and there's new ways. I, I really think that if you're a, um, a company or a brand who is trying to get into the social networking space, that the best thing to do is actually become part of the community, have evangelists or have people um, who know your brand really get involved. So not just sort of spam links or kind of adopt these things, but really become an active part of the community, understand the community, um, and then, you know, it's much more real, much more authentic. Someone, um, yeah, we're, they're, they're talking um, in the chat room about being authentic. In order to come across as authentic, you actually have to, you know, be authentic. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely, like, I, I've seen Barack Obama does Twittering quite a bit, and it's, you know, it's clearly someone on his staff who sends out sort of updates. Um, but it is sort of interesting to me still to have sort of a sense of, like, what they're up to in some ways. So mm -hmm. it's sort of like a passive following in some ways. Right, more sort of status updates and mm -hmm. here's what's going on and that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am feeling like... We're at 135. I think that... Stuart Maxwell may have been our 10th Oh, I think question. you're right. I've been trying to, you know, math is difficult when you're also talking and reading. <laughs> it's like three things at the same time. Um, but I think that he may have been uh, the 10th if we're looking at the chat room and we're looking at um, at the Twitters. 
<laughs> and we didn't get to all of the questions, and we didn't even get to all of the links. I really think that there's a lot to talk about here, not just about the Twitter stuff specifically, just kind of the you know social networking, all these various ways of doing it overall. Um, I'll pop this stuff on my blog, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it later. Um, so thanks you all for being here, and thank you, Natala, so much for coming of course, on. Anytime. Um, if you would like to follow her, it's Natala, N-A-T-A-L-A. Um, and I am, of course, Vanessa Fox, if you want to follow me. And if you want to send either of us a message, it's just at Natala or at Vanessa Fox, and we'll get that right to our phone. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the... Uh, easiest way in some ways of getting a hold of me because I get so much email that it just pops right up to me. <laughs> so anyway, thanks everyone and we will see you next time.